Happy Thanksgiving, friends! Welcome back, friends. We are here for another app, and I'm excited to announce we have another guest coming on. Yes! People seem to like the first one, I think. We got a special Thanksgiving episode, and because of that, I thought instead of the usual rigmarole, the usual cadence that we have of looking back and then looking forward, I think we're just going to get straight into the playoff scenarios. That's what the people are here for, playoff scenarios. Uh, actually, a lot of a lot of good action still here. I think this Thanksgiving Thursday football is going to be especially fun. A lot of good implications fantasy-wise. Um just to level set the you know kind of playing field right now, we have two teams at eight and three, Anus Tart and Crocodile Hole. Eight wins is pretty good. If they can get to nine, it is confirmed a lock that they're in the playoffs. So just have to win one of the next two weeks and we'll we'll talk through their schedules. But ESPN puts both of those teams 90% chance of making it. So feeling good about both of those squads. Then we have three, seven, and four teams, myself, Mark, and Eric. And Mark actually has most points in the league. Eric has the second most points, and I'm down down fifth. So right now, um, on the outside looking in, again, if either of these teams can get to nine wins, it's a lock. Eight wins, Mark and Eric would still be looking pretty good because of their point differential, but they'd have to keep that up. And then Team Arthur still fighting the good fight. I didn't realize this, but Team Arthur actually has the third most points in the league right now. He's sitting at six and five. So doesn't technically have to win both games. I think there's like a super edge case scenario where he wins seven and could get in. But really, he's got to win both. And even then, it's not a guarantee. So ESPN gives Arthur Team Arthur 29% chance. Pick Vomit M is 50%, Team G, 67%, and then Mark at 74%. Again, both of those guys have pretty good point leads, but not insurmountable. They're, you know, kind of uh, 50 to 60 points ahead of, of some of the others. Mark, I, I guess, to be fair, is is pretty safely ahead, so he's looking good. But let's get into the specifics here. In his start, 8-3, and three, he plays... Pig Vomit M, myself this week, and then Team Arthur next week. Two of the you know hotter teams as of late, but really he just needs to win one of those two. My prediction, it probably comes this week against me. He's predicted to have a pretty good smashing, um, especially, I don't know what I'm going to do at quarterback. It's Wednesday night. I got Cousins going against New England. Fields is hurt. Kyler Murray's hurt. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, but right now he's, I think, 25-point favorite. So just got to win one of the next two weeks, and he's in for sure. Even if he loses both eight wins, he's got a decent amount of points. So he'd probably still be in, but should definitely be rooting to get a win this week and just lock it in. He does also have you know league champion bragging rights on the line with uh, Benty, the two front runners right now. So that's the other thing to think about. Uh, I'm actually going to go over to Mark's team next. Mark is sitting at 7-4. He's got the most points in the league. He's playing the 2008 Detroit Lions. Brett, please, for the love of God, first win. If you could just get it this week, oh, man, you'll you'll make myself and some others very happy. Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions about that game. 
I think every time I've done that, uh, it's been it's been a little rough. Uh, but week thirteen, so you know, week twelve, he, he's got two thousand eight Detroit Lions. Week thirteen is a huge, huge matchup. Um, Team G against Mark. I'm not sure if I've done these calculations correct, but I believe whoever wins that game is in. Whoever loses that game could still get in, but it would make it a lot easier for them to win. That's what we're looking at with Mark. I'm going to go to Team Arthur next. Team Arthur, 6-5, and five, really has to win both games. He's playing Bombardiers this week, so it should be a slam dunk. I don't think anyone respectfully can lose to Mike Z. I'm going to fucking edit that. I didn't like how that sounds. I started editing things more. It's better that way. Let's try that again. Team Arthur, he's playing Mike Z this week. I don't think Mike Z really has a chance, so I'm going to mark that as a win. And then week 13, a huge, huge matchup for him. He's playing Anus Tart. Really should try and win both of those. There's an outside chance if he loses one, he can make it. Uh, If he loses two, he's definitely out. Now we're going to look at Pig Vomit M. Uh, sitting at seven and four, exactly 50% chance of making it, according to ESPN. Got a huge matchup against Kylan this week. As I talked about, probably going to lose, but crazier things have happened. If I lose, week 13 becomes essentially a must win against Pig Vomit V. Even then, that's eight wins, and I'll probably be tied with one to two other teams. And, you know, I'm not sitting on the good end of things for the points tiebreaker. So it it kind of doesn't exactly come down to this week, but it kind of comes down to this week for me. Hole eight and three going up against pig vomit five this week and 2008 Detroit lions next week. Strangely enough, Hole might be the favorite for league champion. He should go 2-0 and in those games and get to 10 wins. Kylan could also do it. Uh, their point differential is is pretty big right now. Chris is almost 100 points behind. Prod. Sorry, had something in my throat there. Chris is almost 100 points behind Kylan. So if they both get 10 wins, Kylan's going to take it most likely. But I think there's enough of a chance that, that Kylan gets to 9. So if Chris can win both of these games, that'll be big for him. And then last but not least, Team G. Uh, Team G was looking in good shape last week and then had a big loss to Chris's team. I think Kylan put the jinx on him a little bit. Um, But the good news is he's still second in the league in points. He's 7-4. and He's playing Omar this week, which should be a win, you would think. And then week 13 is huge, but... If Team G gets the win this week, he's looking pretty good because he'll probably win most tiebreakers, even at the eight wins. But if he can win both, he's a lock. Hopefully, that helps paint a picture. I'm not going to go through the other teams and their schedules, but needless to say, a lot of these teams that are no longer in it, like the Detroit Lions, like Pig Vomit V, Bombardiers, they are going to play an instrumental part in the playoff picture. So please, for the love of God, set your lineups. I love you all. Let's hop over to our special guest for the week. All right, everybody. The moment you've been waiting for, we have our second ever guest on the Mike Arthur Memorial podcast. Lots of questions about who it would be. 
one person answered my poll or my question that was on the episode. And they asked for the one, the only 2008 Detroit Lions owner, Mr. Brett Leister. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be associated with the 2008 Lions. First off, as I like to do with all my guests here, <laughs> as, as you clearly know by this point, um, I want to open it up to you to give you the floor in case there's anything you'd like to say to the people or to me. Oh, um, well, I, I think to start off, I'd like a, a little update from, from yesterday's bonus episode. How are you feeling today? <laughs> Pretty good. I took a couple Advil. Um, anytime I have like, you know, a little bit of a tougher movement, I just, you know, I like to lube up, pop some Advil and then we're feeling good. So thank no. you for asking. <laughs> I don't feel like we need to get more into the, the pen, but I was very intrigued by, uh, by the, the, the silver pen and it's eight inches and, and all that good stuff. That's, yeah. So I finally cool. was able to get an appointment tomorrow uh so i will definitely be able to provide an update and let everyone know if uh the medical devices in this field are the same or if there's been any improvement to that technology so you got one with the the gi doc no it's actually uh just with the regular general practitioner i tried to call the gastro and they're like oh what are you coming in for i was like anal fissure <laughs> and they're like oh not a colonoscopy i was like no i don't want stuff going in um so they're like oh yeah we're all booked up till next month so just ended up going to regular you know pcp and we'll see what he says a- anything else you'd like to say to the people of the league before i hit you with some hard-hitting questions that uh we've thought of um i, I think right now all i'd like to say in addition, without getting too much into stats, um, like I told you earlier, I already have the spreadsheets open, so I'm perfect. I'm ready for this. But I am me personally as an owner, um, currently on pace for the most unlucky season in in league history, <laughs> based upon my own statistical metrics. So take that with a grain of salt. But uh, that's where we stand currently. But we'll see how these uh, last two weeks play out. All right. Well, I hope there is going to be an email follow-up with some more information about how. I mean, we can we can jump into that right now. I mean, let's do it. it I, I actually that was one of the topics I had. I, I think you know uh, <laughs> some of the talk on the show has been around your team, and honestly, you're not having a terrible season points-wise. Like you are towards the bottom, but you're not like so far dead last. Both teams that have less points than you. I think it's Jeff and Mike Z. They have yep. four wins each, and you have zero. So yeah, let's let's just talk about that. How, how's <laughs> how's that feel right now? And then yeah, maybe let's let's jump into the spreadsheet. Um, well, I mean, just given the look of Mike Z's team, I mean, we've kind of shit on it all this year, and I still don't understand how he is where he is I mean, so bad but he also put up 140 points last week and i'm pretty sure i haven't done a full analysis yet but he was his team projection last week was the lowest team projection this entire season for any week he was projected for like 95 points as a team and then he goes and puts up 140 i don't understand it but yeah 
he's still got four wins. So this is, this is pretty amazing. Honestly, I think, uh, and I've talked to Kylan about this, my season currently has to be karma just because at the beginning of the season, talking with Kylan, I was like, I don't understand how Mike Z wins a game. That team is just so horrible. And well, here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Given the Ofer start, what has been, has there been a moment that has been your most rage filled moment this season? Yeah, I'll say week ooh, combo, combo platter here. Um, either week three or week five, but probably week five because it put me at 0 and 5. So I lost looking at the stats here. I lost by 1.7 points to Matt. And the kicker there, it was a, I forget who the Raiders were playing that week. It was a Monday night game. And on their last drive, Devontae Adams had a catch for like 17 yards or something. Yep. I remember that. Put, put me ahead. <laughs> and then the call got overturned. Um, <laughs> I, I can't, rem- I can't remember if it was a booth. Re- I think it was a booth review because it was close to the end of the game, got overturned and, and sent me back. And I was like, well, guess the fire sale begins three. I lost to Kylan by uh, looks like five ish points. And there were, I forget who was playing in that game, but it was another Monday or Sunday night where I'm trying to think if it was Rogers, like through picks late in the game that basically dropped me down another two or three points. Um, so it didn't technically lose me the week, but just generally Rogers playing like dog shit was uh, not ideal. Yeah. So you've had what, at least three weeks that I can think of that were decided by like five points or less. Uh, so, so week two, I lost by less than one point to Mike Z, uh, week three, I lost by five to Kylan week five. I lost by 1.7 to Matt, uh, week seven, I lost by two and a half to Jeff. Um, and then nothing else has really been close. Oh man. Uh, I'm sorry, Leister. (laughs) It was basically five weeks and a combined like 12 points or something. That is unprecedented, like you said. That's... Oh, now now that I'm I'm looking at it here, week eight. I mean, I lost by seven, but so I lost by seven to Kylan, but I scored 146 that week, so that's cool too. <laughs> Given the losing streak, we've seen the name change. Which uh, you're one of the things that you're known for is are your names throughout the years. Is there a favorite name amongst all the names that you've had? I, th- I guess you've had at least 12 names at this point, right? I think it's a new one every year, maybe 13 now with the 2008 Lions. There have, there's been at least one every year, um, sometimes multiple. The, the last time that I've had multiple in a year was probably 2014, my last unlucky season. But that was the the origin of the the go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, name. of course. Yeah. Very famous. I, I think that I always have to be nostalgic for Lou Holtz's lispy penis, um, <laughs> because that brought home the the M A M T. Um, so uh, I'll always be nostalgic for that yeah, one. Good memories. But I feel like the if I really really like a team name, it has not turned out well for me because I think it was my second season was when I had Jimmy Dix and the L A Stallions. And I went three and nine with the the lowest point total I've ever had. Uh, um, the Stallions didn't treat you well. No, and, and this year with Ron Ra- Ron Reagan Bank and Trust, I was pretty pumped about that one too. 
Um, but clearly that's not working out. And depending on how I play this week against Mark, I could set a new record for fewest points in a season, you know, equating week 12 and week 12 and all that good stuff. Oh man. Um, all right. So, so we've got an answer on your names. What about other team names in the league sticking with that naming theme? Is there any name from another team that you really admire or have really enjoyed over the years? I am a big fan of the three mile Island bombardiers. That is, that is <laughs> solid. Just knowing the history and, and the backstory there. It's, uh, it's pretty so solid. Absurd. Yeah. Um, but I mean, looking at the, the flip side, I, I can never ever get behind or support the pig vomits. It just drives me nuts, especially <laughs> trying to fill out these damn spreadsheets every week where it's like, Oh wait, is that an M or a V? Wait, is that Phil or DeVito? Uh, oh, and then we had like pig vomit 2000 at one point, or I don't freaking know. We what renamed Bentley's team a pig vomit as well at some point, which was very gratifying. Um, yeah, I have to be honest. Some t- I, I was just doing a separate spreadsheet for the other part of this pod, and I kept mixing up pig vomit V and M the whole time, and it was uh, <laughs> creating for some challenging V lookups. Mm-hmm. We'll admit. Uh, so I, I can appreciate that, uh, but I think the vomit clan we ride strong together. At one point, I think we even had like four teams in the league vomit related, and we were trying to have. <laughs> trying to have a military coup by overtaking the majority, but didn't quite get there. Yeah. Well, I think there was a, a pig vomit three at some point. I think that might've been you or DeVito. And then you guys <laughs> just kept like one upping each other. And then you decided to just go for it with the, with the M. Yeah. I think the three might've been somehow related to RG three, but I can't, mm-hmm. don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. I mean, that would make sense. You know, if you make like, the pg3 is your uh yeah the abbreviation that that does ring a bell i love it all right um one other question here we had the commissioner on last week and i think a lot of us are seeing the dedication and time and effort that Catlin puts into this league there are also some uh requests for rule changes some unhappy <laughs> constituents of the league if you were a commissioner and you could unilaterally change one thing one rule uh just something that that, that has annoyed you in this league what would it be oh my um that's how about that ir how do you feel about that i think i'm okay with the current setup although the discussions we've been having about you know, if a guy comes off of the IR, you then have to make a decision right away of bringing him back onto your roster and making sure that you have the cap space to do it or having to drop him. I, I would be okay with that too. My biggest issue in the past, I mean, it's been cleared up now that we added in the, the super flex spot was always with guys having three and four quarterbacks. And it's like, okay, so my entire team got injured. Now I have one quarterback and then I'm supposed to play the old Curtis Painter for a Jerdy Nolsen trade. <laughs> what a trade. Down there. Yeah. And I'll take responsibility. It was jerks like me who would draft four quarterbacks. Honestly, I would draft more, but ESPN doesn't allow it. Um, but yeah, I, I will definitely uh, take some responsibility there for being a jerk. Um, even though it screwed me, uh twice in in this past week i did like 
I don't know if it was this off season or last off season where we, we said that missing an extra point was worth minus two. Uh, I was a big fan of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of negative scoring. So, uh, if you do <laughs> now, is that because Graham Gano had negative four points last week or just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and now that I think about it, one, I, I'm only half serious about this, but I would be very intrigued to know how it would affect the league. Um, a wide receiver drop should count as minus a half if we're doing PPR. You know, <laughs> why not say, hey, you dropped that ball. You should be penalized for I kinda that. I kind of like that, man. Ooh. Uh, another one that kind of drives me nuts, but it would be very ticky-tack to change it, is quarterbacks getting two points for a two-point conversion pass. Like really, you're counting that yeah. as you know half of a touchdown. That just seems insane to me. That's a great point. All right, my last league-related question: If you had to bet on on who was going to win this year, who are you taking? Uh, I I don't I don't want to put this on the record. I it, you don't want to put the kibosh me. on somebody? Oh no, I I want to. <laughs> Mark is probably going to win because the Astros won the World Series. So clearly everything's already in in their favor in Houston, those cheating bastards. So here we are. Now we've got Mark and it's just like, oh, whatever. You know, he's, his quarterback play is poor for most of the year. Then they're going to turn it on in the playoffs. And it it's frustrating. Every time that he's like, oh, I only scored 100 points this week. Guess what? His opponent scores 90. Great. Good job, Mark. If Cup was here, I think it's pretty – tough to beat but at least now there's an opening fingers crossed that that's the last football related question but uh as is tradition as a new father uh we'd love to hear about how calvin's doing uh any anecdotes about dick size whether or not he's had a boner yet all of these pressing questions i i would assume he's doing well i mean he's an infant so he screams a lot eats a lot poops a lot um it's you know a lot of a lot of noises coming out of both ends, so that's uh, it's always interesting. Um, at least one of the ends, you know what the result is. Boner, probably. It was a little little weird changing the diaper, and you're like, "Well, buddy, oh, interesting. Okay, hmm. Well, I guess this is fatherhood. Cool." <laughs> I think um, that's the podcast name. I guess this is fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, I want to say maybe week two or week three changing out one of his diapers and he's in like this little changing pad table thing um where he sits he's probably uh, six inches below the lip of of this changing pad and i had like grabbed his ankles picked him up so i could like actually wipe his ass and as i picked up his ankles Apparently he wasn't done shitting. He arched oh. shit up over the lip, down onto the floor, and I'm just staring at this, going, "Oh my god!" All right, well, hon, uh, we we want to bust out the wet vac for this. So then we scurry around doing parent things and oh. looking at this kid laying there, shit all over the place. We're just like, uh, "Guess we're gonna do a full bath right now at 11 in the morning." Cool. That took a turn literally and metaphorically (laughs) well um with that 
I will say happy not a Father's Day to all those non-fathers out there. <laughs> Leister, thank you so much for coming on the pod. It's been an absolute pleasure. I wish you the best of luck with Calvin and the fam. Send our love. It's been an honor. Thank you. All right, quick bonus add-on after that discussion with Brett. Uh, it's actually been a day, and since then, I have gone to my primary care physician for the ass inspection, so I thought I'd give a quick update. First off, setting the appointment was just fantastic. I called. They're like, what are you seeing the doctor for? Anal fissure. And she's like, um, what is that? And I was like, uh, it's kind of... Aren't you supposed to know this? All right, there's the anus and there's a tear and it's pretty painful. And she's like, okay, see you tomorrow. So anyway, so I get there. Uh, the nurse sees me, you know, asking me about the symptoms. And she's like, is it okay if the doctor, you know, checks you out? And I'm like, yeah, as long as he doesn't <laughs> stick anything up there. Because I've had that done before and it's pretty painful. And she's like, okay. So he comes in. I'm in a gown. It makes me fucking bend over and he's like all right i'm just gonna look with this whatever tool it's like the thing that they put in your ear that has the light that lets you see inside the ear so he like uses that he's like i can't really see anything out here but you know it doesn't look like you have anything on the outside if you if you want i can use whatever the name of that that other tool is the rod he's like i can use that rod and and look on the inside I was like, ah, oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I've had that done before. It's like very painful. I'm pretty sure it's a fissure. And then I'm like, well, did, would it help you? You know, like looking in there, what would it tell you? What would you do differently? And he's like, well, it would tell me the severity of the fissure. And I was like, dude, it's it's pretty fucking severe. Uh, so <laughs> he's like, all right, I won't do that. He's like, what if I just put a finger up there? <laughs> And at this point, I'm like, sure, why the hell not? So I, I bend back over, he lubes up real good, puts the finger in there. It's uncomfortable, but not as painful as the rod. I think the steel rod is just like, don't do it, guys. I'm telling you, don't do it. And he comes out. If, yeah, it's, it's you, feel, you feel like a man after that. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you don't have any hemorrhoids or anything. It's probably a fissure. Uh, here's, you know, some medication. And if it persists, I'll send you to this doctor. And she's really great. And she'll, you know, fix this permanently. So that's where I'm at, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>